Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Don't Hate the Truth. What is this episode going to be about today? I don't know. How about coons, bed winches, and bootlicks? Oh my. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with them. I want to get us on the right terminology. So, what really defines these uh, three aspects and three enemies of the black community that's in the black community? Well, before I even get to any of the aspects, one overall aspect of all of the characters in this show here is ignorance. There's an overwhelming ignorance that makes belief, that makes people who are non-black believe that they won't be susceptible to living in the other America. And when I say other America, we got to understand that we live in two Americas. That's right. We live in two Americas. One America is for everybody who is not white. And another America is just for people who are white. That's right. Just for people who are white. You get that through your head, immigrants. They'll laugh and kiki with you and they'll enjoy your time and entertain you. But all in all, you're not in their uh, big picture. That's right. Habib and Sanchez, yeah, they'll side with you right now. But you're just being used as a tool. And one thing I did learn about white supremacy, they always, always, always break their tools. That's right, when they're done with their tools, Say if they had, there was a farmer, for instance, and they had a field and they had to put some uh, carrots or plant some crop. They would take their hoe and make little separations in the dirt so they could pop their seeds in there. Once they pop their seeds, then it's time to get rid of the hoe. Do you understand the analogies that's used? And a little bit of double talk. <laughs> well, check me out. The first uh, thing we got to understand is not all agents are from outside. As far as this black empowerment goes, if you're not 100% black, you can come follow uh, you know, you can come follow the agenda. You can come push the agenda. You can be part of the agenda, but you can't make the agendas. This is going to have to be done by people who are black. We'll have to set our own rules. We cannot let any outside influences set rules that we're going to make for ourselves. That's how movements get undermined. First of all, when I talk about movement or agenda, I'm talking about this, the push for reparations, 
the push for social justice, uh, the push for human rights, and the push to eradicate the injustices and the uh, overall terrorism of non-white people. I'll get right back at you. Please uh, listen to this uh, next ad. Please share. Please like. And check out my uh, library of uh, podcasts I have out here for you. Love you guys. Be right back. Hello, hello, hello. We're back again. Next segment here. Ah, uh, yeah. We're, we're getting ready to go over characteristics of the coon. This is we're going to definitely we're going to definitely define the coon right now. Characteristics, you know, of a coon habits. You know? One thing that uh, about a coon is they're always, always. Contrary. That's right. Because you know, on TV, they don't get the clap back. They don't get the answer back to what was said. That's the narrative that you know the mainstream media has taken away from the people. The narrative. But uh, this is why podcasts exist, and this is why vlogs and all this other uh, media content exists. Uh, because we need to take the narrative away. But a coon is counterproductive to the narrative. Like if something happens bad to black folks, uh, the first thing the coon says gets on TV and says, oh, well, you know, we should just ignore it or turn a blind eye, turn the other cheek, whatever have you. You know, when we should stand up and make a big noise and uh, let our voices be heard uh, amongst other things, you know. Um, Number two, uh, no matter if it's on camera or whatever, uh, like Kamala Harris, uh, when they were talking about the Breonna Taylor case uh, and if she were able to handle it, you know, she said, well, you know, I don't know all the facts. You know, that's what the coons will always say. They'll side with dominant, uh, dominant society and, and they never see the obvious. Uh, they, they can't see the obvious. Because if they seen the obvious, they would have to talk out against their puppet masters. They would have not, well, not their puppet masters, because they usually coons don't even have, you know, a lot of them don't even have any money. But they'll side with dominant, uh, dominant culture because um, their want and their need to fit in and their want to be uh, part of uh, dominant society. Uh, you know, number, well, a number of things play a role in that. Um, now, looks. Just uh, <clears throat> like I used Kamala Harris as a, an example of a coon, she's not black. Let's not get that twisted by any stretch of the imagination. You know, she's she's the seed of a, a of a white Jamaican. Her dad, yeah, her dad looks black, but his dad and his dad's dad, is, you know, his dad's mixing 
dad's his grandfather is white. So you, know, you ought to see to your father. The X chromosome goes down father to father. Uh, that's scientific. I don't care what you look like. Science says you are this. If you were buried under rubble and your body decomposed and centuries later they get a little sample of your tissue, they're going to think you're a white man because your X chromosome or your Y chromosome, rather, excuse me, is going to be uh, of a Caucasian variety. So let's get that straight. Um, there's a lot that plays a big role because there's a lot of people who are they're hiring to misrepresent black people and they're coons too. Um, they're they're hired to misrepresent us. They have slanted views on on life and or they've been given slanted views to to represent themselves. Um, like Cardi B, for example. You know, they love to speak misinformation, which mainstream uh, media calls information, which is a lie and they look funny telling it. And, and everything that a coon will talk about and, and, and be about it will be about giving up your power, which means your ability to tell somebody, hey, don't do that or punish people for doing that. Um, a lot of the people that they're injecting is. Uh, people from Africa and other countries that look like us. <clears throat> but you can tell some of them, uh, you know, they have a bad uh, handle on the slang. And, and a lot of them have funny looking hairlines because black people in America usually go to their barber and has have a certain uh, style, taste, flavor. Uh, or they're a black person who has a nice wardrobe but lacks flavor. <clears throat> they're not foundational uh, black Americans. They're easily to speak out because their people don't come from the killing fields of the South. So that's why they hire a coon. Once a coon gets up there and gives the same misinformation that the dominant culture wants to give, then they'll try to go that direction and say, well, hey, I, you guys wanted it that way. Get back at you after these messages. Hello, 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 we're back. I'm going to hurry up so we can cover this because um, it's a lot of aspects to it. Uh, I'm going to jump out outside of the uh, format I was going to go this in. I'm, and my next one is going to be uh, bootlicks. That's right, bootlicks. Um, what are the habits of a bootlick? Bootlicks side with dominant society because... They have been offered or they have gotten uh, a payoff of some sort. They sold out. You know, the consensus of the people is, I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't do that. Somebody said for the right amount of money, I'd do that. And that's one of the reasons why we don't need a, a leader for our movement. We need an agenda because the agenda can't be sold out. Agenda is a slogan or a few words that is going to uh, cover what we need done, and that's it. Uh, that's the leader. Can't kill it. It's an idea. You can't buy it off because it's an idea. Um, you can't change it, but it's an idea. So, <clears throat> so usually uh, bootlicks uh, automatically side with the uh, dominant society. There's snitches too. They're, they're, they're the snitch too you know they're the snitch that's the snitch mentality you know? 
I'm going to get something everybody else ain't going to get because I'm going to sell on out. Forget everybody. That's the snitch mentality that we see in society. Uh, crabs in the barrel. Uh, you know, everybody's a crab in this barrel. We're going to get boiled and eaten. But I'm going to climb and pull down the one that's up top so I can get myself on out of here and not be. But if the idea is not to be eaten, you want to make sure somebody, you would like to make sure somebody makes it at least. But that's not the mentality of a, of a bootleg. A bootleg sees daylight and runs for it. You know? And, and, and there's several bootlegs, but when I get into bootlegs, I'm talking about people who are paid to uh, do the wild thing. People who are paid to uh, snitch and roll over on their own people. Um, what does a bootleg look like? A lot of them wear suit and ties. But then a lot of them, <laughs> this is the trip. Uh, they're being paid to represent you. So you'll see them with the wildest hairdos. You'll see them with the, you know, uh, with all kinds of looks. Uh, that, that's the, the most, the most uh, prevalent look for the bootleg. There's two of them. <clears throat> the most prevalent look for a bootleg is the suit and tie. You know, the Kamala Harris is the the uh, Don Lemons, the uh, yeah, uh, Stephen A. Smiths, and Charles Barkley's. It, well, Charles Coon, excuse me, the Stephen A. Smiths. The uh, uh, there's a variety of them. You know, there. At any rate, um, yeah, they wear the suits and ties. And, high and tight and then they got the ones that look like uh, uh, extreme weirdos and uh, uh, you know blue purple or dreads and you know all that craziness you know it's a representation of how they're clowning the ultimate thing of, uh, of the bootlick is uh, as far as the way they speak they speak lies makes the truth the reason why is the bootleg is trying to make themselves look good, but appeal to the horrible dominant society. It's a hard twist, but it's a twist nonetheless. Um, I'll get right back at you. We're going to hit the most controversial subject of this little podcast here. And we'll be back with another edition. Hello, 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 and we're back. Now I'm getting ready to get to the most controversial part of this one. Uh, uh, this ties a lot of it together because what this is is politics. You see, this is the political movements. This is what you believe in, and this is what you, when you do certain actions, that shows what your politics are. See, now I want to get to the bed winches and bed bucks. You know. The ones who lay down with dominant society and think they think they get up as dominant society. Who was it? Stacey Dash got her uh, Negro wake up call when she uh, snapped out on her husband and then called the police. When the police arrived, her husband, of course, being white, her, when the police arrived, they booked the black person. 
But somehow when she laid down with dominant society, she believed that she was above being black or she shed her blackness. No, you don't. No, you don't. One thing I say is a joke a lot is uh, uh, the two constants in my life is stay black and pay taxes. Those are going to be two constants. Uh, and even when you lay down with somebody, you're still going to get up black. But uh, habits, they give up power. Is you're giving up power. You know, when you have sex with other nationalities, especially uh, nationalities that have political power here, if you was dating somebody Asian or somebody, you know, or some other persuasion that didn't have big political power where you, you're going to lay down with the Asian person, then you're going to go uh, call the police on the Asian person. Then the Asian person is going to arrive to book you. Then the Asian person is going to be at the station to, to do your fingerprints. And then the Asian person is going to walk you to your cell. And then the Asian person is going to hand you your clothes and stuff that you go to the cell. That's not how it goes in America. You know. That's not how it goes. And with all those people over, like Nilly Fuller put in this book, uh, this book I bought from the uh, compensatory code book he put that having uh, sexual relationships with the uh, dominant society or in America it would be white folks that it would you're actually doing something that would be known as uh, what do you call it uh, institutional rape now I worked in institutions and I worked in institutions where the people were uh 18 to 25 so there wasn't a uh, a person in there that was an adult and then on top of that they had the capacity to hold a job uh, you know they might not have been as domesticated for themselves you know being able to uh, fold clothes and uh, do their di- cook min- meals and all like that but if you had sex with them and it was found out you would be arrested for institutional rape they were, even though they uh, said yeah they wanted to get down or whatever 18 and plus th- nobody was in there under 18 <clears throat> you know so um, what that meant was you know if I had sex with anybody that was at the institution uh, and um, I said hey you know tonight I want to come up and I'm going to have sex and they say hey I don't feel like it today and I said that's okay that's okay and I, I can see to it that they don't get their privileges that they wanted. In essence, I can punish him. You know, just like Stacy Dash, say the shoe was on the other foot, she acted a fool. Um, her husband could have called the police and the police would have picked her up. You see, seeing how, uh, you know, uh, well, according to Stacy Dash, her husband was the one acting a fool. She called and they came and picked her up. You see, that was the misconception. They thought they, they you lay down black and you get up black. You don't lay down black and get up white. Sorry, that's just that's a misnomer. And to um, uh, like Muhammad Ali stated, it's not racist for the rose to mate with the rose, the dandelion with the dandelion, the bees with the bees, the birds with the birds. That's not racist. It's just a natural fact. Okay, that's more natural than anything. That's how I got here, and that's how you got here. Most of you.
Oh, I lie to you. <laughs> okay. Um, looks. What is uh, what is the looks of uh, bed winching? Well, a lot of it is. <laughs> I've seen these brothers with the process comb over. I see the sisters perming their hair until they don't have any hair. Um, that's the look. <clears throat> we got to understand that we have been uh, programmed to death by TV from Punky Brewster to uh, the Smurfs with the Smurfette with blonde hair uh, to <laughs> everything we watched. He, man, he was white, blonde hair. I mean, every image of uh, of beauty, of power, of masculinity. Um, at least uh, people in my era, uh, you know, I'm Generation Xer. People in my era, <clears throat> there wasn't that much diversity on TV. So a lot of people who were bedwinchers, uh, they they tried to take on the look of dominant society. Uh, and um, it doesn't work for them. And everything, and the thing about, you know, the other two aspects is when they start talking, you know, the talking habits of the bedwinchers is 100% not true, usually. It's usually something that's wrapped up in some, oh, I feel this way, oh, I feel that way, or, or a misinterpretation of a supposed truth. They'll throw and they'll shove in your face. Uh, because the ultimate truth of it all it is, you know, uh, when you're bedwinching, uh, you're trying to screw your way to the top for a lot of people. A lot of people have, um, like I said, image issues. But the main thing about it is it shows your inner politics, you know. We have to think of us first. Black people have been taught that thinking of our black people first is racist. Well, if it's racist, then everybody's racist. Um, you know, there's uh, different political factions of every every uh, creed and race in this country. For us to, to uh, solidify and to have solidarity is not racist. But that's hard to do when people want to bring other people in. And when, you're, when your bed is open like that, your allegiance can be mixed up. And even like it says in the Bible, you can't serve two gods. You can't serve two masters. So. A lot of intersectionalists won't, uh, they won't come into these truths because to come into these truths is to change their bed habits you know it's about them getting some butt but we watched a whole bunch of spy movies and stuff one of the things they do is they'll put somebody to jump in your bed Please, there's a whole bunch of drug kingpins that got caught up. Why? Because the person that was in their bed had a badge. We're doing the same thing. You know, ask Stacey Dash. 
she called the people with the badge and guess what she got picked up had she been dating a black dude she called them people with the badge the black dude would have got picked up hey don't get me wrong I've done it another thing the good book says you won't be taught they won't teach if you're a black person and you have a baby to somebody from India you think when you get back to India that baby's gonna be you know thinking talking thinking or looking uh, talking thinking or sounding black nope Why? Because the lion gets the lion learns how to roar from listening to his father roar. We need to get back together with our ladies and keep it 100. If not, uh, there'll be t- people talking about us. And one thing you will hate, but you shouldn't, is don't hate the truth. out a dollar do DHT truth on cash app uh, every donation will be appreciated thank you very much tune in again